Well, I didn't exactly see what happened, per se. But I don't think we should jump to any conclusions. And as the assistant district attorney, I urge everyone to be calm. Have you observed anyone not being calm? <laughs> no, I guess. <laughs> this neighborhood is actually handling the shooting of an unarmed black man pretty well. Welcome back to episode 14 of the Boondocks podcast. If you're listening to this, congratulations, you survived 2020. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> this episode, we're going to cover um, season one, episode 14, The Block is Hot, in which Jasmine learns the true meaning of capitalism when she sells her lemonade stand to corporate tycoon Ed Wensler. Uh, Y'all, my personal synopsis is, holy shit, if you ever had any doubt um, if Magruder was a psychic or anything, (laughs) well, watch this episode because it was like, can we even do this? Can we do this? Too soon? I I don't know. I mean, I'm... (laughs) Originally, we would have been doing this episode, uh, what, the week of Christmas, I, I believe, Um, So uh, before we go any farther, uh, I would like to thank everybody out there in the audience (laughs) who reached out uh, with your condolences for the death of my father right before Christmas. Um, Yeah, that was, it's still a thing. So it'll probably come up a lot because it's a thing. Uh, But anyway, um, (laughs) if we had done this, I think before everything that's happened in the last three weeks, I don't feel like it would have the same hit. Um, mm. You know, like, <laughs> we were we were kind of joking before, uh, before we started recording about how, um, well, do we try to catch up from the last episode or just, you know, where, where do we, where do we draw the line at the news? <laughs> All of the news. Lord. Seriously. Um. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess, okay, okay. So, uh, one week ago, there was uh, several, I don't know, 100,000 people, uh, maybe more, uh, depending on who is claiming the size, uh, tried to storm Congress and wanted to execute Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. and Wow. Oh, yeah. So, that was... A very interesting um, news day uh, that is still basically happening. Um, Did they verify that they were trying to, that they were going to try to go in and get Nancy Pelosi? Like they, because I know it was hearsay. Oh, no, no, it was not hearsay. There are literally videos of people shouting, hang Mike Pence, where's Nancy? Hang Mike Pence, where's Nancy? They they erected. So they they had the audacity to, to breach the Capitol to uh, 
to commit treason and then they were going to commit murder as well. Oh yeah. They, they thought this was, they thought this was going to be the beginning of a civil war. They attempted a coup. Um, and actually like today there's, well, I, I don't know if this one's been verified cause I only heard it once and I haven't had a chance to check it out, but, uh, apparently one of the people who has been arrested, uh, for kind of, I don't know, steamrolling this whole thing, uh, is claiming that there are three, uh, three Republicans inside Congress that basically told them where to find certain people's offices wow. and things like that. So, yeah, so this was this was absolutely an attempted coup, no matter how much people are now calling for unity. Um, oh, and like, bullshit. Right? You guys blamed it on Antifa. <laughs> right? If, the, if there had been any black people in the vicinity, mm. you would have said Black Lives Matter was into it as well. Like, stop. Girl, like, if there had been black people there, there would have been a hell of a lot more been, than five please. people dead. Yeah. True, true. I'm saying, like, if the, yeah, of course, if the group had been black. Yeah, like, and the National like, Guard would have been called in. in there. You know, um, mm-hmm. because the media immediately tried to make it seem more, you know, they're supporters that want to act like they're not supporters in the media. They immediately tried to flip it and say, hey, you know, oh, it was Antifa. That was an Antifa move. That was an Antifa look. No, I'm sorry. Let's say, first of all, Antifa does not show their face. Right? Antifa does not tell who they are. <laughs> right? Antifa does not wear their work badge to the event. <laughs> right. Um, you know, Antifa, Antifa knows do- to use a burner phone so you can't track who was inside. Yes. I was telling my husband, I said, I would be pissed. If I was Antifa, I would come out and be like, look, okay? <laughs> they don't represent shit that we do. Yeah, so. I mean. It, wow. If you were Antifa, I mean, I'm Antifa. Antifa literally just means that I'm anti-fascist. There is no yeah. Antifa movement that is literally like you are either fascist or you are not fascist. And I am not fascist. Therefore. Yeah. I'm Antifa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to me, Antifa is a character from Final Fantasy. <laughs> but uh, did you guys uh, hear about Eugene Goodman? So this oh, is what yes. I read about this whole oh, thing. Oh, shit. I love him. Yes. He's our black excellence um, mm-hmm. police officer. Yeah, I guess. Uh, don't make me second guess ACAP. But he uh, basically uh, was the black security officer mm-hmm who led the mob away from the Senate chamber. Uh And the FBI is saying, if this man had not reacted in the manner in which he reacted, we're talking about like seconds while Mm -hmm. security was locking the chamber down, that they would have succeeded in their mission, which was more calculated than we know. They were going to take out everyone in the chain of command to follow up after Trump. Um, So he quickly did that whole thing on his... um, security walkie-talkie where he was like second floor second floor and he just kept running from them and they were following him and he was able to divert the crowd long enough to really save the fucking day well and also and so that's that's not it though that's not everything when he got to the second floor he realized that the door to the offices that are the senator's offices was wide open and there were no cops there yet there, there is video of him realizing, you can see him look down the hall and then wow. push the guy who was in the front of the crowd and get him to follow him around the corner. Because if they had gone down that hallway, that was that would have led them directly to where people were hiding, were sheltering in place, essentially. Wow. Fuck me. I mean, just the, the, the more information, the more clips, the more that, you know, um, news... <clears throat> media or somebody does like a, a, a minute by minute or an hour by hour mm-hmm. it's it just it becomes much more clear that there needs to be a lot more people that are 
brought up, you know, on, on charges, those that are in the gov- are in the law enforcement, for example, um, the one that was taking the selfies. Oh, yeah, he's already been ass. fired. He's already oh, been good. fired. Good. <laughs> like um, if you if you watch the news as much as we unfortunately watch the news, <laughs> but also um, we're like Twitter crawlers. So like amateur videos, people who were literally live streaming while they were there because they're fucking idiots and they thought that they were like at the start of this magical historical moment that was going to make them into the next, I don't know, what's his name? Uh, what's the Alamo? Uh, uh, Davy Crockett or Jim Bowie or, you know, Patrick fucking Henry. Can we just not even go there, mother-in-law? Um <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and so one of the other things that they were trying to do was steal the um, the, the paper electoral ballots uh, that they were literally like counting there. The the whole reason why Congress was meeting was to certify the election that day. Yeah. So they were going through the paper ballots when all of this was going down, and like you know, there are so many things. There are so many things that we could talk about when it just comes to the to the, to the riot itself. But I I really kind of want to, just for a second, now, you've got these people who are doing their jobs at, at the, at the, what is it? What building was that? Capitol. At the Capitol building. Okay. Um, they have no idea what's going on outside. They yeah. just know that they're starting to hear broken glass. The people, a lot of the Congress people who have been interviewed have been like, I had no idea until we finally got out of there and turned on the news or someone sent me a message and, you know, I let them know that I was okay, but they were telling me what was happening outside. And, um, you know, all of this is happening. They're, they're realizing that something really fucking scary is going on out there. And to top it all off, you've got half the people who are sheltering in place refusing to wear masks because they're yeah. fucking Republican idiots. Mm-hmm. And now here we are a week later and there's at least three Congress people who have come down with COVID since then. Uh, and I, was, I was saying that. I was like, oh, let's see what the numbers are going to mm-hmm. be in the next 10 to 14 days. Wow. Well, and it's it's really unfortunate because like, so one of the one of Washington's people, Premier Jayapal, uh, tested positive for COVID. She's been a huge mask masker person. Like, wear your mask. Everybody should be, you know, really like um, championing it the whole time. So when people like that are doing everything that they can, and you are choosing not to, especially these people who spent six hours locked in a room and still didn't give a shit that they might be hurting their their coworkers. Um, like there, there are people who are calling for every single one of them that refuse to wear a mask to be like censured, and I 100% feel the same way about that because some of our, you know, I don't. Ugh, this whole thing makes me crazy because I'm kind of anti-government and very anti-cop, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I do know that there are as much as I. As much as I hate politicians in general, I do know that there are politicians who believe that they are doing the right thing and aren't just trying to make a buck or make a name for themselves or something. Um, Jayapal's one of those people. Like I fully believe that she is fighting for the actual people who need to be fought for instead of you know the people with the money who are fighting to get more money. Um, and you know there are what's her name. Uh, there was an older congresswoman, I think she was like 75, just got, just recovered from cancer. She tested positive for COVID. Like, wow. 
Yeah, it's like you are potentially killing these people because you think it's funny that that they want to wear a mask. Did you hear? So many. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. Did you hear about the lady who was gone? They were interviewing her while everything was going on, and she was like, "I got out of there. I was like in the tunnels, and she was at home." Um, was her name Betty? Oh, oh my gosh, she is. You said what? She's from California. Oh my gosh. I'll have to look it up again. But her interview was like exactly what you would expect out of any of the black, you know, um, you know, uh, members on, they, they just were like, look, I was, I wasn't there. I knew some shit was going on. I wasn't about to be involved. I've seen this in a movie. Um, and I was she, gone. Like, see, that's just smart. Yeah. I went there thinking it was going to be all fun and games. And then I realized that they were fucking serious and it scared the shit out of me. So I got yeah. out of there. Good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the thing that, Jesus. The thing that's the scariest to me is, of course, seeing them just like the the amount of people that, you know, that rushed upon their building. But to see all the, you know, the members on the floor, to see the terror on their faces. And I could just imagine the thoughts that were going through their head. Like, honestly, they're probably thinking, God damn it, he did it. God damn yeah. it, who did we piss yeah. off? Who, but you know they were. They completely thought it was something probably opposite of, you know, terrorism from domestic terrorism oh like no no i think i i think that every single one of them knew that these were trump people which makes them d- domestic terrorists oh like yeah that. yeah I, <laughs> i'm saying i think that most of them probably thought it wasn't domestic terrorism like that they thought that maybe uh, you know uh, trump pissed somebody else off it was it yeah. was something bigger um if i was in there i probably would have thought oh the zombies came yeah if i was like, in there i would have been like what the fuck did trump do because seriously like at this point <laughs> you just gotta I mean, expect true. it. Like you, uh, either, you live in a situation was a surprise. You live in the capital of California, and I worry about things like that more th- right now mm-hmm. than I worry about Congress. Like they're the people out there that um, that coordinated this are still out there. They've figured oh, yeah. out. Uh-oh. They figured out a lot of who was there based, again, on their cell phone data, on pictures that people took, people getting ratted out by their family because they were idiots and got their picture taken and, again, weren't wearing a mask because they weren't Antifa because we wear yeah. masks. Yes, because it's fun. Because we understand science and how it works. Yes, right, because that's a real thing. <laughs> or Science is a real thing. Um, yeah, that part. But then also, you have the rest of America who does not agree with you or those of us that don't agree. So then you have social media and like you said, you idiots are taking pictures and doing this and doing that. Social media was on it. I have to mm-hmm. say shout out to everybody in Twitterville. Um, Instagram. You know, like, <clears throat> Instagram. TikToks. Yeah. yeah. TikTok because that, the, the smart guy that wore his work badge, <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> you are, God damn, you are an idiot. Like you are an idiot. Um, well, you know, and he even was the found ones... out by by social media. He was found mm-hmm. out by people doing their work and zooming in on the work badge, and that's how they, you know, determined who he was. Um, but like, okay, and, so yeah. actually, that that brings up something that Dean actually said when we were, I think we were watching the news last night. Um, so there was there was one guy who was photographed in head to toe fatigues, covered his face, covered. He was wearing gloves. He had zip, zip ties. Tie yeah, the zip tie guy. Yeah. So 
the you know you could see that he thought and like made sure that his identity was covered uh-huh. and the FBI was like oh we see the logo on your hat and we see the sticker on your your bulletproof vest and we see this and we can coordinate them and figure Damn. out where you live like it was fucking scary as shit and Dean's just like see that's why I would just you know I wouldn't cover my face if I did something because <laughs> there's no fucking point they're gonna I mean, figure <laughs> you think about it you watch like a TV show and in the TV show they go Oh, the shoes were bought here on Monday. You da, think da, da, it's da, bullshit? Da, and, like, How the fuck you know? and then they go, they put it all the way back to the person that bought the shoes. <laughs> so say that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking scary. And, you know, it, I, I've never felt more like I live in a police state. But for once, that police state is against the people who are against me. So it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. I feel like it's like that same kind of discipline. You know, when you guys were little, I mean, it's the ones that were caught. So, yeah, it was I think (laughs) who was I? I don't remember who I was in this conversation with. They were like, it's like the kids that that it's the kids who punched back or, you know, the um, the ones that are caught on pictures doing all this are the ones that finally snapped and did it. It's not the people that did all the planning and all the, you know, all the. True. I feel like, though. This reminds me of when you had that teacher or that auntie who was like, Tira, you better stop it right now or I'm going to spank you. I'm going to count to five and you better stop it. I'm going to count to six and you better stop it. Because here's my thing. Like, right? I didn't have that. We're identifying these people. <laughs> I think I, yeah, I, think I got. Say, we're black women. <laughs> I think I got to like two once. <laughs> we didn't get any fucking counting. It was like karate <laughs> Got but the switch, people, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You just saw it coming. But like these people, oh, what do you mean they're going to the airport and then they're being told they're on the no-fly <laughs> list? Why aren't they arrested on yes, site? Absolutely. That's the shit that's tripping me out. Why yeah. are the cops helping people down the stairs so they don't fall? Why out the building are they as if they're right? leaving Disneyland? Why are they rinsing fucking pepper spray? Rinsing pepper spray out of people's eyes. What the fuck is that <laughs> about? Why are they moving the gate so they can run in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Why are they moving the gate? Those, those particular ones were yeah. identified and, and and fired. I don't know if anything else is happening, but those oh, ones at least. Because be. you can't tell me, oh, it's because we felt like we were being taken over. We were outnumbered. Okay, you've been trained for shit like this. Tough. And Get also, right. Come on. you back up. You don't move the gates <clears throat> for them. Yes. <laughs> if you're afraid of getting run over, you're not going to move something out of their way to make it easier for them to get to you. Yeah, like I just said, several times they were acting like they worked at a concert or a Disneyland yep. and they were, you know, like they were opening the gates to Coachella. That's yeah. what that shit looked like. Like they were like, it's open, yep. you know, um, and then when they were leaving, you know, there's people walking out going, bye, see you later, we did it. And I'm yep. like, if that had been a group of brown and black people, they would be tackled as they walked out of that door. They wouldn't even have made it out there. Yeah, exactly. The the all of the all of the hmm, so many people knew that this was going to happen. That it's complete bullshit, and and that anybody in charge over there thought that this wasn't. And the fact that the National Guard was not called ahead of time, like for every mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter spe- uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. rally ever, that's one. Two, uh, Trump refused to allow National Guard to come in. Uh, Like they had to get like the secretary of defense had to personally intervene because the president wasn't doing it or something. I don't even remember at this point. Because he was sitting back eating popcorn watching the shit. Had to intervene with with Pence. Yeah. Had to intervene. He was like, 
you have authorization? He's like, no, I don't have authorization. No, you right. have authorization. Like, I'm telling you, we do not have authorization to come in right now. We're waiting. And it was like, okay, well, hold on. Let me go check on that real quick. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. And hours. Like, there, there's proof that this was delayed by hours. If this had even had a, a hint of being anything but Trump supporters, it would have been, they wouldn't have gotten anywhere close. If they had tried so, to reach the Capitol, there would have been a hundred dead people on those steps. Oh, for sure. And before that, like at the right, rally. before that. At the rally when they were listening. So right. this is my question. I don't think Trump is smart enough <clears throat> to have planned this. So who oh, no, do you he guys didn't plan think? it. I'm saying like, do you think somebody that, you know, from the, from the groups, the supporters contacted him like, Say this, and this is what's going to happen. No, no. He's very good at knowing exactly what's going to fuck with his with his his audience. He knows what's going to rile them up. So I think he knew that it was happening, but I don't think he had any planning on it. I think he <laughs> literally was saying, like, like here's he, my people. Yeah, um, I wonder if he knew that people were coming with zip ties, if people were oh, coming yeah. and saying that they were going to get Mike Pence and everybody else. Like, they're true... He claims, he claims he didn't know that people were out to get Mike Pence, but yet didn't talk to him for a week for afterwards days. to yeah. make sure that he's okay. And sure. told him he better do the right thing prior right. to it. So Right, exactly. Yeah. That's I, yeah. I fully believe that Trump had yeah. all awareness of this and was probably sitting yes. back and watching the news and like clapping with glee. Corona. And I think he was Why more in on the planning the than we want to <sighs> give him credit for. Trump is... Not book smart. No. He is not no. a fucking idiot. He is a malignant narcissist. Mm-hmm. He knows people. He does have some kind of, <clears throat> believe it or not, emotional intelligence, as many narcissists do. He knows what he's doing. He probably met up with his little crew, just like a mob boss does, which yep. is what he is and what he has done for years. Yep. He let the smart people in the room work out the semantics, and they executed a terrorist attack. Um on the United States of America, which kind of takes me to my next topic, y'all. What's your favorite name for these terrorists? <laughs> Mine personally is Vanilla Isis. I love that. Oh, yeah, um, yes. I heard that one back when it was the can, Bundy. Can, can I jump in here? Takeover. Oh, of course. Coup, C-O-U-P, Klux Klan. Yes. <laughs> that, that one, that credit goes to India for that, because that was the headline, the headline news in India. I like that one. The next I like day. The- the Vanilla Isis, I heard that on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I thought that was just perfect. I, yeah, I, I like that one. Like, anyone. Or, I like you Y'all Qaeda. Like <laughs> yes. <laughs> y'all Qaeda. I'll chime in with some controversial shit. Well, I'll do two things. One, fun fact, you guys may not have may not know, I was nominated into the Democratic Party uh, back in Rochester to head up their education department, but they couldn't fucking stand me, so they kept just <laughs> pretending that the vote never <laughs> happened, oh which I understand because I was very much like a Bernie Sanders supporter. This was back in 2016, at, right after Trump got elected, and I was saying, like, you need to rebrand this shit. You need to, uh, they didn't want to hear it. They were mm. like, huh. Um, but like we had a conversation in one of those meetings one day where they were talking about the difference between Democrats and Republicans, which is that Republicans are raised to be Republicans. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, like, if you're a Democrat, you're a father, you're a doctor, um, you play tennis on the weekends, you're a tennis player, uh, that's who you are. And then you're a Democrat. If you are a Republican, you are raised that you are a Republican. Then you're a dad. Then you're a doctor. Then you're whatever else you are. But you are a Republican first. So, hmm, when I heard that, I was like, very true. So are they a cult? 
Um, and there was a quote from The Vow. If you guys haven't watched that show, please watch it. All about Nexium, oh, yeah. which is also an upstate yep. New York cult. I just where the main guy. <laughs> a couple go of ahead, them. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just there are a couple of Nexium ones that just came out uh, over the last couple months, and I've watched all of them. <laughs> which is the actually guy, why, because um, Catherine Oxenberg's daughter, like she's fucking brilliant, but she got sucked up and was like right up there with uh, yeah. what's her bucket? Who was the actress? But anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, Mac. Yes, Mac, Allison Mac. Whatever. Someone Mac. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he made the quote like, people don't join a cult, they join the cause. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um, but, man, y'all know. Mm, I think, let me not even go down this path. Listen, I think at their core, every person does know uh, right from wrong. I really do believe that. And I think for people who want to argue, no, 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 they were raised this way. You just said it yourself. There's some kind of cognitive dissidence Mm. going on. I think we all have our own biases and our own bullshit. And like, let's say I get on this mic and I start talking about something that's totally inappropriate. And then one of you calls me out. A feeling kind of comes over you. And even if you do not have the intelligence or if you do have the intelligence to understand that feeling, What it is, is that you are recognizing that there is a disconnect between what is going on with you mentally and what are the facts. And that actually comes up in this episode. And I think we even (laughs) picked a clip to cover it. So this might be a good time to transition on into this episode. Jasmine, he's a crook. You just want everyone to be miserable because you're miserable. And why are you wearing that stupid coat? Wish you'd go away. Oh, man. I I watched that scene over and over again. I was like, Huey is genuinely hurt by her right there. Like, that's the first time that mm-hmm. Huey's like, like, you can almost see, oh, is he going to, is he going to cry? Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Dean's yeah. making a face. <laughs> uh, totally. And what I mean about that, it ties right into what I was just saying. Because, and even like you were saying, kind of in the scene that happens before, um, Onceler is like calling Huey out for his bullshit. Like, Because Huey approaches them with truth and fact, and Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, you're a fool, you're an idiot, like, what are you talking about? Yes, that, and he's being so sweet to Jasmine, who's buying his lies and his stuff, but when Huey confronts him with the truth, he attacks him. Um, And Huey's kind of like, whoa. So I think for Jasmine to flip on him when he approaches his friend with the truth, and then here she is coming at him, just as Unsler did, why are you wearing that stupid coat? This is what I mean when I say that feeling comes over you when someone comes at you with the truth. It's almost like um, if you guys are RuPaul's Drag Race fans, there's a scene, very famous scene, where one of the drag queens says, I feel so attacked. That is what people do when you call them out on this bullshit. And that is what you kind of see Jasmine doing here in the mm-hmm. scene. That is what you will see your Republican friends and family do if you question them about this stuff. Like, there no excuses actually- for me. No empathy. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. There was, uh, I don't remember what news station it was, but there was a woman who was being interviewed by the news that she was going by and she was just sobbing and and she was like, they're not supposed to shoot at us. They only are supposed to shoot at Black Lives Matter people. Like, they, the, <laughs> like she. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's <laughs> the cognitive dissonance, <laughs> like you were saying, like. That woman genuinely thought, well, I'm white, so therefore this isn't a bad thing. 
And that's, it, it's like you said, though, she was raised that way and was always in that echo chamber, probably, and was never confronted on it, never had to even think about it before that moment of, wait, wait, I don't have the privilege of not getting shot by cops because, you know, I'm white. So, yeah, yeah. like, just to tie it, like, literally with something that was on the news the other day. Um, yes, Queen. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I just lost my train. I, I thought that's all. Sorry, I was just I was pointing out that, that and that now they're calling for unity, which point which, right, that's right. that's the that which leads that that's the second clip for me. That's yeah, that's actually a really good point because that that really kind of started yesterday and then today with Mike Pence saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna uh, what is it? I'm not gonna." Article 14 or whatever it is. Uh, 25. 25. Article 25th Amendment. There it is. Like, there's so many numbers that they're throwing at me. Uh, Yeah, when he wrote that letter, there are so many people who are like, well, now, see, that even even Mike Pence sees that we should just move on and, and, like, bitch, come on. (laughs) How do you call for unity with, with millions of people who want to install a dictator? And, oh, yes. But think that they're on the side of freedom. Think that they are somehow patriots because they want to install this dictator. <laughs> it's that same shit I always say about the two Americas. Mm. They, because they really do believe from inception that this is their birthright. And listen, as a black woman, it's a lot for me to say it. I see where y'all are coming from. I see it because the country was built on like an oligarchy kind of system where Mm -hmm. the white men could vote and people who own land could vote only and could only, you had to be college educated to serve the Senate or whatever it was. Like, I get it. I see it. All right. (laughs) But I don't know. It's 2021. Like, y'all, you should be educated enough to drop your fucking privilege and your fucking bullshit. And I get you want to fight for it. But at least say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah. Don't don't hide it behind words of patriotism when what you really Mm -hmm. mean is I'm loyal to this one guy who's telling me what to do and everything else doesn't matter because what he's telling me is true and I'm going to believe it. And even if he thinks I'm a piece of shit. Right, right, which he I'm absolutely still does. better than the darkies. Ugh. So. Huh. And that, you know, that all, uh, the only reason why attitudes like that exist is with the the idea that somehow, despite the fact that literally the only difference between, say, me and Dean is the shade of our skin that somehow that makes me less of a person. And they're not just taught that, but they are like drilled it for their entire lives. It's, they see it in, you know, movies where the white actors and actresses make more money and get more, you know, more fame. And the black movies are only seen as black movies. And, you know, like the, the stereotypes that they see, like their ideas are reinforced every day instead of broken down. And then when people call to break down those stereotypes, they're snowflakes for being offended. And, you know, they've just learned that... They've learned that their life matters more. So therefore, (laughs) you should understand that. (laughs) 
Yo, it is like a dog. I always talk about on my Twitter dog whistle racism. Yes. In my old job, I always talked about dog whistle racism. And I feel like people just think I'm a lunatic. This episode, if you don't understand it, watch the way in which in which Unsler talks to Huey and in which he talks to Jasmine. Mm-hmm. This is very much what that is. And, you know, I people be judging me. Listen, y'all, I very much love YouTube psychics. <laughs> But this one YouTube psychic was talking to me about it and she was saying like, yo, you realize like the reason you've always had issues at work is because you don't buy into racism. And she was saying it is a system. And by you being so outspoken, by you standing up and asking for justice, you are challenging the system of racism. So what you see going on there, even though it's not even called out in the episode, it's just there. That's the fucking shit I'm talking yeah. about. To me, that was one of the most powerful things in this fucking episode. I don't think we picked a clip for it. But um, if we did, watch the fucking episode. Yeah, yeah seriously. Like, <laughs> there are so many things about this episode that are just uh-huh. so, um, God, fucking... Like, we always say that Magruder was, like, psychic when he created these things. Mm -hmm. And that somehow he was not just calling out the culture of that day, but, like, somehow seeing into the future and knowing that we would still be dealing with this shit years later. And and it's able to be very ambiguous on um, timing. Like, we don't know when about this was set. We just know when, when about Granddad was born. And so we can kind of extrapolate from that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it couldn't happen today or even in our future because this is the same shit that's just been happening over and over again. And, mm-hmm. you know, those calls for unity are, you know, the people that live in that town. You know, oh, <laughs> that man got shot, but he's okay. It doesn't matter. He was a black gay. Oh, oh, Dean has one. He wants to play. Woodcrest isn't a place where people dwell in the past <laughs> yes. and focus on the negative, like who shot at who 118 times or who cracked whose rib cage. That's all media hype. My day, we resolved our differences the old-fashioned way over a cool glass of lemonade. <laughs> I love how bullshit that is. <laughs> like he is literally like he's talking to the camera and basically giving a commercial. Um, but at the same time saying, we don't have to fight about the the white man and the black man and and <laughs> you know, it just it sounds like every just about every Democratic politician and some Republican politicians that we have right now. We don't need to talk about who shot who 118 times in the back, in the dark, while he was entering his own house. like mm-hmm. <laughs> Or sleeping. Or sleeping. <laughs> sleeping in her bed. Yeah. But 100%. Um, I can't stand that shit, y'all. That's why I always be on Twitter popping off. Popping off. I don't care. I don't really don't care who fucking can't stand me anymore. Unfollow me. I hate that bullshit. And this is more people... I mean, of all races, honestly, at least the people I engage with who want to play this like like you guys were saying earlier about mending fences. You want to mend a fence, have the fucking conversation. Uh, Please don't do this. Oh, my God. Y'all, it's just so silly. It's just so crazy. Let's just all have a cool glass of lemonade and go back to being a democracy. Right. You guys are full of shit. Uh, Fuck your kids. Fuck your couch. All that shit. (laughs) Like, no, this is not realistic. You're 
riding ponies and selling dreams. Like, mm-hmm. this is just not, it's dismissive, it's wrong. Oh, my God. And it's the the same people who will be, like, um, hashtag BLM, hashtag uh, uh, no justice, no peace, hashtag caramel macchiato. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, they're, the it's, it's back to that performative allyship. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of the people that will be like, oh, you know, I, I'm on your side. I'm on your team. Now let's just let's calm down and let's, you know, go back. You know, now that Biden's going to be president, everything's going to go back to normal. And yeah, normal bitch was not OK for a lot of fucking people. OK, so the other uh, clip that I picked, I I picked this one because. Um, so we talked a little bit ago about the black cop um, in the Capitol building and, you know, how heroic he was and how, God, how fucking scared he must have been with all of these white supremacists chasing after him, like knowing they probably wanted him dead, but also knowing that he was probably the only thing between them and the government, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I feel like on one, (laughs) I, I, so in this, Ruckus was uh, shot at and had his ribs broken and still decided to forego the seven-figure uh, <laughs> settlement that they were going to give him just so he Jesus could be— fucking Christ. Right? Just so he could be a cop, um, which— Something I said when the, the story uh, about um, that security guard, Eugene— uh, Oh boy, someone's shit. Goodman, good. Oh, fuck. You said it <laughs> Sorry, Eugene. We'll fix that one. Uh, <laughs> fix that Goodman. post. Maybe? Eugene Goodman. Goodman, awesome. Um, so when when all of that was coming out, and Dean and I were sitting watching it, I was literally going, "Fuck!" I still feel like all cops are bad, but that guy is like, you know, I I felt the heroism and like was scared as shit for him and hoping he wasn't one of the ones that had gotten killed. Cause at that point we knew that one officer had gotten killed and there was like mm-hmm. a rumor that a second one had died later, which ended up being a suicide. Um, and it, it wasn't that officer. So that, that was at least that. Uh, but ruckus, that's how, that's what he sees himself as. He sees himself as this heroic cop, but in reality, he just wants to hold up white supremacy. And it really, uh-huh. really, really echoes in his speech. So help me God. Congratulations, yeah. Officer Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Thank you. You know, um, people been asking me if I'm upset about what happened yesterday. I say no. Ruckus is not upset because the swift and measured response of these officers is a fine example of my tax dollars hard at work. And I just want you all to know that I hope to live up to the fine example of those men. And I hope to harass and beat each and every black person I see with extreme prejudice. That's a totally great idea. That's great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad you feel me on that sentiment. Now, let's enjoy some delicious lemonade from this little mixed breed girl. That's an order from Officer Ruckers. (laughs) Oh, my real. (laughs) So... There, there's two things about that that really kind of stuck out to me. <clears throat> and the first part of his speech sounded like 
every single newscaster over the last week talking about the D.C. police who or the Capitol police who actually were like trying to do their job, like how commendable and how brave they are and, and, you know, how wonderful they are. And then, you know, Ruckus said the quiet part out loud, which is what, you know, a lot of people have suddenly discovered that the right has been doing for a long time, thanks to Uh platforms like Facebook and Twitter that didn't regulate it and now all of a sudden they're like oh shit we're going to and they're shutting it down and there's like this huge outcry because they've they've been so used to getting their way and again they liked being able to say the quiet part out loud and get away with it and now they're freaking out because they're you know somebody hacked parlor and has like (laughs) has has uh all of the information because apparently it was a total honeypot and they were asking for like social security numbers and shit like, girl, I don't, I See, don't this even is, know. It's where I take it to a conspiracy theorist space. Y'all, <laughs> I think it was on episode one or two of this podcast that we started talking about the fact that, like, listen, yes, race is a construct. Yes, it has very real uh, consequences, though. Uh, we're not idiots. We're not denying that on this podcast. But. What y'all seem to be missing is that as shit gets tighter and tighter and resources get shorter and shorter, your race is going to become less and less important and you're all just going to be kept in line. These people are being kept in line. Trump is too dumb. I'm not saying he's like that he is ignorant, right? Like I'm not going to do like the IQ thing, but he is not he's not in line with the new world order, right. quote unquote. If you even want to call it that, I know that has a lot of things tied to it. Well, for him, it's all about power. Right. And it's all about him. These people are like, nah, dude, like, listen, there's a group of us who have the wealth and want to maintain the wealth and want to maintain the way things are done. This is a very calculated plan, sir. You don't fit in here. Um, And these people are being put in their place. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm an asshole. I don't care who judges me for it. Yes, I say I'm into spirituality and I'm a spiritualist. I don't care. Y'all can fucking judge me, call me fake or whatever. I'm enjoying watching these people being, quote unquote, put in their place as much as they've enjoyed us being put in our place, um, you know, as Uncle Ruckus uh, fantasizes about. So, whatever. Yeah. I am who I am. I agree with you there. I am. I clapped when they started identifying them. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I definitely went off and shared and tweeted any, um, Anything mm-hmm. that I saw that was identifying any, any of these individuals, um, any of their charges that have been listed, sharing it, loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, hey, call me an asshole for this. I hope their kids are getting it from other kids at school talking about I saw what your dad did and your dad's an idiot. Oh, like, fuck. that is where I, that's I the mean, level that I'm at. And, and, I think a couple people got turned in by their kids who were like, my mom did a thing that was really fucking stupid. Please arrest her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it. the thing that probably shook me the most was watching that woman get shot and like seeing, yeah. seeing that. Um, and then the other side of me was like, well, and I felt bad that her husband had to identify her. Like her husband was the one who saw it. But the other side of me was like, well, why'd you let her go? She wasn't Fuck going just to hang out with friends like right. they first tried to say. She was going for that purpose and to go there. Um, you know, that and so kind of on the same realm, like I'm not um, I'm not, you know, I'm not celebrating her loss, but I am like there is a reason 
you know what I'm saying? Like she, she made that decision right. to go there and, and, to, oh, yeah. and, and, and then to climb up in a window. Why would you break a window in the Capitol and then try to climb up in it? Like, well, and there were, like, there were literally guns drawn and pointed yeah. at her for a yeah. while before she got shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, the whole thing. Like, they're, okay. Do, um, <laughs> I have weird, obscure, like, TV shows and stuff that I watch. Any chance you guys know what horrible histories are? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Well, so, no. no. It, uh, it's a series of books first that basically is telling you the real story behind all these historical things. Um, but in the UK, I, uh, they did a, a TV series for kids based on the books. And there's this one part that was a recurring part of that show that was, um, it was called Stupid Deaths. And these famous people would walk up to, you know, death and basically death would be like, how did you die? And then they would say something stupid and he would just go, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and just laugh at them. And like, it was hilarious. And now all I can think of when it comes to these people, like, I don't like to laugh at the death of people, but there was a guy who tased himself in the balls and had a heart attack. Oh my God. Like, I didn't believe it. Yes. And when I heard that, and I'm sure the reason why he actually died is because they couldn't get an ambulance to him or whatever. And, and, you know, I get that. Same thing. There was a woman who was trampled. There was, um, let's see, there were five, there were five deaths on the day of. And all of them were just kind of ridiculous. That, that woman who was shot by the secret service guys, that was the only one that was like, okay, that was very much, very much should have happened. Yeah. (laughs) If not, if not a lot more, because that was fucking scary. Oh, did you guys um, see the the um, the woman who was outside crying and she's like, "They based me." Yeah, and we were only trying to Elizabeth. come to Elizabeth. find out that she has an onion. That <laughs> Which, she had an know, onion wrapped up in a towel. She I tried heard that to, that was just a. See, I, I don't know. I, I see, conflicting like, on the I, onion the clips part. that I've seen or the pictures that I've seen. It like shows from a different angle. Like you it can looks see, like something. Yeah, yeah, you can see like the onion. It look. I wouldn't put it past. I don't care if she got maced and or if she like. Boo fucking who, okay? Like, white privilege. This is perfect example. And for people to get upset when you say white privilege, there's something to it. And there's something to it, not because they know that it exists, but that you feel like it's a right of yours. Like, it's not just a privilege, it's a right. And Mm -hmm. that all all of them and they're, you know, running in and damaging the capital. That just that that just shows and proof right there that that is something that is a part of you having this white privilege. The fact that you guys have convinced yourselves that this was something that you should do. I mean, you guys are a stain upon our history. That shit hasn't happened since mm-hmm. 1812, you know, and when the Capitol was attacked and it wasn't right. domestic. Right. You know, like, and how shocked they are that they're getting uh, that they're being held accountable for things that they did. Yeah. Like, yeah. the people crying at airports because they're not allowed on planes. Like, oh, my God, how am I going to get home? Maybe you should have thought of that before you decided to commit treason against the United States. Yeah. I mean, it pisses me off because <laughs> they want to go, well, we didn't burn anything down. Okay. Uh, you guys want to talk about the looting and shit that was ooh. not BLM. That was not, you know what I'm saying? So don't come right, to me right? about that. And they did a fucking BevMo. They went and got bottles and bottles and bottles of Patron. You guys went to our capital of our country and you did some shit like how in your mind are you going uh eh, we're, we're good we're let's actually let's hold off on that for a second because it's really interesting that you use that exact because that's kind of our white people question for the evening tonight 
Dean, would you like to ask it so we can continue talking about this? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's that's something that I saw come up quite a bit. Oh yeah, was, I did too. Uh, how is how is what happened at the Capitol any different than what happened during all the BLM protests that so went ridiculous. on? Right. I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, what do you? First of what all, are you... I mean, fa- the false equivalency of it all yeah. is Like, first is of all, <laughs> you had an attempted coup to take over a government. And on the other hand, you had people that were demanding not to get shot by cops. Yes, not to get killed. Just to be able to be them every day. Yeah. Just to be able to be born and be in existence, which they didn't ask for. Um, right. But they're, you know, like, like how, how, oh my God. Those beanbags on the Indians people, like the people at the Black Lives Matter, Marches, not even when they were riding the Buddhists, just when they were marching and people had beanbags shot at them and black eyes yep. and eyes broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, how many kids out here did you end up seeing that you knew that either used to go to the school you teach at or go there now that have like serious damage from those rubber bullets and from those beanbags? Like, serious. One girl was hit in the, yeah. I think her jaw was broken. Another one, like her mm. eye socket was, you know, was, was fractured. Oh, um, yeah. I know a reporter who lost their eye. Yeah. Or journalist. Should, shouldn't say reporter. Journalist. Because they do not work for, like, Como or King or any of those that tried to call all of the Black Lives Matter things in Seattle riots, even though literally the only things that burned were dumpsters and, like, some wood outside of the police station. And I don't remember them putting uh, burning anything down. At least I, I don't think of anything here there in, were, in, there in was California. Stuff- that yeah. they didn't burn, burn a business down. I know that but they the, fucked up a target. You know, there was also there was also I mean the 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 embedded white supremacists or proud boys or boogaloo boys. Mm-hmm. All of those that, were there that were that were there who were actual Nazis. Yeah, doing that shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was happening. I mean, I think my my, my favorite quote about what what happened with it, like the girl, like whether it's Elizabeth or the girl that got shot mm-hmm. or the guy that tased him is. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Exactly. So, fuck around, find out. <laughs> fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck around, around find, find out. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that only five people died is amazing. Shows you is how incredible. white it was. Shows yeah. you how exactly. white it was. I mean, because yeah. yeah, I mean, because you saw what happened when they shot her. How those they moved back really fucking quick. Oh shit, they're actually gonna shoot. <laughs> yeah, they were. So, yeah, who's down? Who's actually... down? She got shot. She got shot, and people are like moving down and moving. What's amazing to me is the things like. um hubby was telling me this i haven't seen a clip of it but people brought like ropes and yep. like threw uh-huh. them up to the second like they were oh, no. so coordinated now you guys want to talk about the people that were in um in la and on uh, rodeo drive and in santa monica that were in there getting shoes and shit from vans and whatever you guys want to talk about how that was so coordinated hello let's talk about something that's coordinated and something that was coordinated with a malicious mm-hmm. outcome as, as the result, you know, as their attempted result. There was one guy who drove up with a truck full of lumber and erected a gallows in front of the Washington Monument. The hope was that they were going to pull those legislators out and hang them publicly. Wow. Wow. And anyone who, anyone who like tries to claim this was about patriotism and shit, how come there were so many American flags that were getting torn off the walls and Trump flags were getting put That's, in their place? That is the like, first, one of the first things that I'd be recognized. He goes, wait, isn't that a right? Card? Like, why is that okay? You know? Right. Um, well, we know why. Because it was a patriotism. I mean, that one girl that was like, it's a revolution. I wanted <laughs> yes. to sock her in uh, her throat. Like, 
some of these people really just need their asses kicked like a good old Mm -hmm. in the street nobody else get involved me and you i'm about to whoop your ass that's what they need they need a good old back in the day ass kicking yeah granddad yeah granddad needs to come sort some sort them out My biggest thing, my biggest, strongest comparison point here is about location. Yeah. Um, I was really kind of just on a lot of emotional shit during that um, weekend after the death of George Floyd when the Black Lives Matter protests this summer really popped off. So I was up to 1 a.m., 3 a.m. watching the protests take place, not even outside of the White House. They would not let the Black Lives Matter protesters even get that Anywhere close. close. Eventually, they they even pushed them out of the park. Like, and it was line to line to line of police officers in full-on SWAT gear with their shields up, people stalking the streets with the rubber bullets, shooting people who were just standing on their porches talking. The response was entirely different. And what is amazing to me, if you do want to go there, if you do want to ask how it's any different... That, to me, is what is the most amazing point. You were hunting down people in the streets and in their homes. People who weren't even Black, people just uh, people of color, white people, whoever, just standing on mm-hmm. their porches were getting shot with rubber bullets. You were sending out a very clear message. Your bullshit is not welcome here, and it is not going to be tolerated. This is not your capital. I feel like in this protest... The government or whoever, and I do, you know, I will say the FBI or the CIA or whoever, y'all can't tell me you did not know right? what was about to pop Holy off. Holy shit, here. right? I knew it was going to fucking happen. They had a report that they had got the day before uh, a different, it wasn't the D.C. branch of the FBI, but a different branch got the report and they sent it to them. And it just completely contradicts what the Capitol Police and the FBI says that they know about wow. the day before. I mean, if you were if you were on Twitter at all in the weeks leading up to that, you knew that this was going to happen, especially if you like me follow any activists who've been like being journalists over the last nine months, um, because a lot of them were basically making parlor accounts and going and screenshotting shit and saying, this is fucking scary. Why is nobody talking about this? This is really fucking scary. Look, they are calling for literal war. They are calling for literal lynching of our government. And so I just, I mean, and I don't even follow that many political ones. I follow mostly small ones that are in Seattle because I wanted to know what was going on with the Seattle movement and in Portland, mm-hmm. um, well, basically West Coast. But still, like, I'm I'm a nobody, and I knew that something scary was about to happen. You know, how how are you the fucking FBI? How are you the the people who supposedly are, you know, in charge of making sure that terrorist acts don't happen? How, how are you going to let this shit happen and just pretend you didn't know? Like, the FBI, I think, classified uh, um, white supremacy as, like, up at the, what was it called? The um, Jesus fucking Christ. That white supremacists were... <sighs> Yeah, basically that that they were the the number one watch to be watched, the the scariest thing, even even higher up than Al Qaeda or anything like that when it came to anything happening in the U.S. Wow, yeah. I mean, I believe it. They're so, the, you know they're 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 terrified deep down, which is where all of their actions come from. 
um, and what they really should be Mm -hmm. terrified of. And um, we are one of the, what is it, 15, was it thousand or 15 million that we were watching with black people now that are, that have bought guns in the past year. And oh, yeah. Mm. 15,000. Yeah. We Um, did. Oh, yeah. Joined. Yeah. Okay. So joined the like black NRA. You know, oh, the, yeah. um, the equivalent of that, called NAGA. Um, but yes, um, <laughs> we have become, you know, well, like I said before, I bought hubby his first uh, firearm for Father's Day. Um, he went and purchased another one for himself for a Christmas New Year um, <laughs> gift. And then... I got one. Then he went and got me one. So I, I held the friends and I was like, this is it. I'm in love. Yes, I want it. So he went and bought me one. And then when we went the other day, just for me to take my test, somebody buys a shotgun. So <laughs> and he should, yes, he should have got the rifle that he wanted. But um, Still can. You, know, you know, I I don't blame at all. The next eight days, I, ooh, I'm so not. Yeah, I know something's going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, we're doing our research. We don't just do things just because. So we're doing our research into why it's good for us to have them um, Mm -hmm. other, you know, other than, you know, um, using them responsibly and, you know, getting trained and everything else, getting our license, our CCWs and all that. But it's very interesting that um, we are as a group, um, you know, African-Americans are like against guns and we want, you know, we want our. We want, um, like, assault rifles and assault weapons and stuff. Like, we'll be okay if they aren't, you know, legal and something that we can get. But it really goes down to our rights and, and, and our amendments. And so looking into it and doing my own research, everything that's going on now, we should definitely be concerned and very aware of, you know, the firearm legislation well, you, and everything and just the you, issue itself coming up it, we have you, a right to protect ourselves and we need to absolutely. even more so right now and i and you, i just think that i know solely for me and a lot of other people that i'm you know my family um you know just other people of color that kind of grew up the same way that i did they all kind of have the same idea about firearms and we just need to so do you know you know why that is right well, I mean, I'd like it's to have done all my research and yeah, I could well, say it's, what I'm I, just saying I it's because of I the Black Panthers the, and the the gun regulations that the people that people were calling for after the Black Panthers started the capital. arming yes. the black yeah, yeah. start started arming the black population. So black people in our generation learning that guns are bad are being taught that by people who were scared of the Black Panthers who had guns. So it's not that like black people are against it; it's that the the system has tried to. Inter- in ingrain that in our brains like i which overall makes the, makes most of the black people against it like they don't feel comfortable right, with them right right exactly and i'm one of those people up until all of this shit started going down and i was like i want you to go get a gun i want to learn how to shoot a gun this is it, it's ridiculous to not have one at this point because my safety might be on the line your safety might be on the line at if you are out there and you are a person of color, you probably want to know how to shoot at this point, just in case something shitty goes down. Most definitely. So, I mean, I was joking and saying I wanted it for the zombie apocalypse. You know, <laughs> I was always joking and saying that's what I needed it for. Now I need it because I want to be able to protect my children. I yeah. want to be able to protect my home front. Mm-hmm. I don't, if I live in Sacramento, it's the capital. I don't know what the fuck's going to pop off. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, stay home on the 20th, please. Oh, please. You don't have to tell me that. I stay home. <laughs> just, that's probably why I sleep most of the day. Um, okay. But yeah, so it, yeah, it, it, it's definitely something that's concerning. My oldest is 12. My youngest is nine. You know, we're going to get, start to get them comfortable with it. So it's just yeah. funny how my mindset has changed within six months time, but yeah. it's changed because of what we're living in. And um, I think last week was a prime example of why we do need to be more vigilant and more active in how we're protected. Absolutely. I mean, there was there was a woman who ended up being on the cover of a newspaper being picked up by a big white man. Um, and everyone at first was like scared that, you know, he was hurting her, but he was actually saving her life because there was a impromptu demonstration in L.A., of of these white supremacists, you know, anti-mask, whatever, like spitting and yelling and trying to hurt her and and following her home and like just harassing her. And like this man literally like got her out of there and told her that he was going to save her and keep her safe. Like that's, this is real fucking life for everybody right now. And if you are out there listening and you do not believe that you could be potentially in danger, realize that the person next to you probably will be, especially if they're brown. Yeah. So... Like right now is not the time anymore to to be afraid of that shit. Right now is the time to realize that we need to take care of ourselves. In my opinion. Can I take it to a miserable place though? <laughs> so I mean, I hope you all have your cool glass of lemonade. Um, listen, I'm about the truth and I very much I feel like that is what has served me the most in life is just facing the truth. Um, I feel like everything that happened on Capitol Hill, everything going down now. Um, I feel like America is or has been pushed to really address even this white people question we're answering about the difference between the Black Lives Matter protests and what happened on Capitol Hill. Um, I feel like we have come to the screaming pitch or whatever that as a black person, I don't care what your race is or your ethnicity, you can no longer deny that you are considered not that you're less than, but you are considered less than in this country. Mm-hmm. You are disposable. Um, I feel like this is all just staring us all in the face. Like, I haven't seen any of the sentences for these um, protesters. Oh, they're, the trials the trials won't happen for a while. And I, do you think they're going to go away for life or get the death penalty? Because I don't. No. I think they'll get five years. And they'll be back on the yeah, street. they're talking about a year for most of them. Yeah, it. no. And yeah, there you go. And that's bullshit. I, I think the only thing that in my mind would actually be even like approaching justice in this would be that if every senator and representative that aided in it in some way or egged it on in some way, if they are just expelled from Congress and the Senate and emergency votes are set up in whatever states that those are in, it doesn't matter who they are, if they supported this in any way, especially if they gave directions to protesters who were looking for specific people, um, you know, like... There's, there's, mm, yeah, the the people who are literally in power who helped aid this, and I don't even, like, Trump, that man is going to end up in jail on tax evasion charges probably in New York, you know, like, it'll be something like, Put like him tax in jail evasion because, like, something. Yeah, well, it'll be like Al Capone. It'll be, it'll be like tax evasion, you know, something that, mm-hmm. like, that they could just prove with paperwork and it wasn't about something he said or something that he did. It'll be like... Here's all the papers to show that he cheated everybody out of a billion dollars. Um, and 
but he'll probably flee the country and live comfortably. Well, I don't know like, about that because he tried to he tried to say that he was going to go to his Scotland properties, and they basically were like, "You can't come here. We're uh, canceling anybody coming in until the end of January." <laughs> like they literally were like, Mm-mm, "Nope." Which is fabulous. <laughs> but I just feel like, like even if you look at how like the officers let people into the capital, like he has so much support on the yeah. ground. I, I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but odds are he'll weasel his way out of it. Meanwhile, if you were remember when the Black Lives Matter protests were going on and they were outside of the White House before they pushed them out of the park, mm-hmm. they said he came out saying like, oh, we had so many nasty weapons for you. We were waiting for yeah. you. We had so yeah. many nasty weapons. Like, yep. He wants dogs yep. and all kinds of shit. He, he wants, if you aren't there to lick his boots, he wants you dead and he won't actively lift a finger to do anything about it but he's gonna do everything he can to make sure that you know he that it happens without his touch on it like that I feel like that's really where he where his businessman persona really thrives he's got plenty of people underneath him that he can get to take the blame or somehow get the blame on that's why he's pardoning Mm -hmm. basically every fucking person he knows right now it's because that's how he's operated he's always had somebody to be his fall guy and then now he's maybe run out of those people is my hope i'm hoping too i'm hoping that he's running out of people that are that can help him implement things not just these like you know these uh these other people that are implementing things that aren't close to him you know that are just supporters i want these people that are in government that have some type of power yes you know ted cruz jumping ship left and right but i want them Uh, to do it like for real like I want that mm-hmm. relationship to be done I want him he can't tweet about it so we can't cry about it but I want him <laughs> to you know through other people that's what he's been doing is he's been releasing statements yes. so I want him to complain about it to other people that they're not friends anymore you know like I really want them to just be done um who is the guy is, yeah. is this the guy that you're talking about that that's the picture of the gentleman walking like into the Capitol with his hand like his raised you know fist up um, he has on a suit. He has on a red tie. Is that who you guys are yeah. talking about? Is one that's of those... Holly? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, he's Holly. an asshole. He he's somebody that needs to get his ass kicked. He's the one who went to like Harvard and Yale and like thinks that and he like clerked for a Supreme Court justice who literally was like, uh, "That's the only thing in my entire life that I regret now." Like literally. What was that? Dan Porter. Oh, not a justice. I, I, well, he clerked for some judge. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, Dean's going to look it up. Um, yeah. They're, yeah. I Personally, every... Former senator. Former, okay. Um, personally, I feel like... So, what was the... It's the fort. Is it the 14th, the one that you cannot run for office again when you're... Because of the insurrection? Like, what was that? Well, there's something that they're talking about now that Nancy Pelosi is trying to basically uh, um, the the whole reason why this second impeachment is specifically about has the specific language around insurrection is there's something in the Constitution that says that, you know, you cannot hold office once you've been convicted of an insurrection. Uh So I think that she's testing the waters with Trump and then hoping that she'll be able to uh, like get that against Cruz and Holly and anybody else who is found to have participated. And don't get me wrong, I fucking hate Pelosi. I think that she is a piece of shit centrist liberal and doesn't do anything for the black community, but 
<laughs> in this case, she knows her shit. She knows the law. She knows the Constitution. And she's going to figure out as best as she can a way to fuck up the guys that that were involved in this. Oh, well, she's pissed. Three. She's like a woman scorned Sex- in a way. Section three of the 14th Amendment. I knew it was the 14th. <laughs> it was in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, before we um, kind of wrap up, there was one other thing about this episode that I wanted to kind of highlight. I mean, there was, I have a lot of notes that I didn't even talk about, but the homage to do the right thing that was happening throughout this entire episode is just mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize it at first. Dean had to say it. And then I watched the episode again with that in mind and realized how much it really just kind of like the flow of the beginning, the heat wave, the music, carrying around a boom box. Um, ah, every, we were like, all what? the way down. We, we, we right. were like, we saw that on something. I read it on something. I was like, I didn't see that at all. Like I didn't pick right. up Right, I was but... like that too. Okay. Yeah, throwing so when when Huey throws the the garbage can through the lemonade stand, it was throwing it through the window of the pizza place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I the first couple times I was like I don't I don't really see it and then I like really was like, "Oh, oh. Okay, that's like that. Okay, okay, that's probably from that." So, I just thought that was really cool how without it being a do the right thing like thing like it didn't have the two different races versus each other it was all about you know something like that happening in a very white neighborhood um it still kind of had the same impact because you had the cops shooting and beating up uh, a black man and getting away with it and you know you've got the tom the da going everyone must remain calm which is from do the right thing Mm -hmm. where they are not remaining calm in that but in this he's like oh right it's almost like the death of a black man didn't matter to them. And so <laughs> I yeah. just, I, I wanted to point that out just because I read it too and I didn't believe it until it just clicked for me. So it's kind of like that Dick Cheney and uh, once, uh, what's it? Uh, George W. Bush, Wensler uh, III comparison. Oh, yeah. Like the first couple times I was like, nah. And then I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, okay. And okay, then you see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once again, in fact, I'm going to make genius. I'm going to make Dean watch that movie this weekend because he's never actually seen it, which I was shocked because it was like an integral part of my childhood. <laughs> mm. So, like Spike Lee movies were what I thought black communities were like. Like that was that was because I didn't have any black communities around me, mm-hmm. and Spike Lee movies they made me cry and they made me cheer and they made me laugh. So for me, that was the black community. Had you seen school days? Did you think like, oh, did you think that that's what black colleges were like? I mean, it's pretty close. I don't remember if I saw school days before or after I was that age. Because like, Do the Right Thing came out when I was like, I don't know, in middle school, I think. Now I have, wait, that can't be right. How old am I? I love school days. (laughs) Yeah, I love school days. I remember being like nine or 10 and thinking like, yes, one, I really. 89 connected very easily to the color aspect of it you know the mm-hmm. the darker and the lighter black. I definitely connected to that being that I had just moved to Elk Grove um so it was it was uh it was a lot for a 10 11 year old to kind of mm-hmm. um come to terms with but the movie was delivered and the message was delivered in such a way that I could identify you know what what the purpose of the movie was uh school days yeah school days I 88 think the- yeah, I was yeah. that. I said I was and do 10 the right to thing 11, was eighty nine. Yeah. So 
Yeah. So yeah, we are real close to the age. Yeah. It's yeah. I I don't remember. I don't remember if I saw it when I was that age or if I didn't see it until I was older. Um, like do the right thing really sticks out to me. Um, and then there was another one, uh, that was in the early nineties. Shit. Jungle fever. (laughs) My 12 year old loves that song. (laughs) My 12 year old loves that freaking song. That's one of the songs he's been playing like on repeat. (laughs) That and Carol's whisper. Um, Every white boy that tried to date me in the oh, 90s geez. was singing that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's so If you listen to it now, like because my son plays it on repeat, it is not like it's not the most empowering song that there is. Right. Like, it's not that, not that great. Um, Absolutely. We used to get, that's why I remember it. We got spanked for, like, we would tease each other by saying, you've got jungle fever. Yeah. I still to this day don't know why that was a bad thing but i remember that fucking spanking uh, that. I, I, and that's what that's what they wanted you to remember they wanted you to remember the spanking in the last <laughs> so i think so she likes you because you're from the jungle and you're a beast and you're so like the yeah. song is playing black people as apples and that's why the jungle baby. and mm. stevie wonder sang that song with so much just uh-huh. just wow yeah but yeah i i told my son you have to find another song like you've got to find another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it was uh, um, okay. So do the right thing and Malcolm X and that time between those two movies was basically when I started trying to understand why I felt so different from what I saw black people as, and mm-hmm. why the white people that I knew were were not like the same way as the white people on screen with black people, and like so that was. That was all shit. Malcolm X definitely. Uh, see, that was that. So was I have a story story. about Malcolm X. So Malcolm X came yes. out. My dad. It was summer. My dad came in my room and threw the book at me, and he's like, "You're grounded until this book is done." And I was like, "What? Oh. What? What? Like literally, not oh. read this book." But he knew that the movie was coming out, and he didn't want me to just go and get the movie version. Yes. So, and I was like. 13 maybe and I was like I'm mm-hmm. what I've never read a book so fast in my life um and oh, I, I used man. to read like three books a week um but that yeah was, that was absolutely me I was a voracious reader and like discovering Malcolm X and James Baldwin around the same time and Langston Hughes oh Jesus Christ I was like I couldn't get my nose out of a book for a while yeah that well you go you were and you were deep into it you're reading some good stuff you throw in a <laughs> W-E-D, W-E-B. Dubois. Dubois. Yeah, you would have been like, really? Dubois. <laughs> it's Dubois. I didn't know how to pronounce it. It was Dubois. But when I was a kid, nobody told me how to pronounce it. Too. So I always thought yeah. it was Dubois. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I did. <laughs> so I think I said it when we were in Davis and somebody was like, what did you say, girl? I was like, <laughs> yeah, was... 23 years old. And I was like, oh, my bad. Ooh, um, nobody's ever said that out loud for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, Spike Lee is um, imperative if you really want to know about uh, black filmmakers and the history of. Now, some of his shit and like the floating shit that he used to do in his movies, like I like (laughs) random. Yeah, there was a lot of random stuff like that. Yeah, but definitely school days is something that I, I, I think it's about the time that I would like probably sit down. I don't know. I think it's. School Days is a good story for girls, I think, to for little black girls to to watch. I'm trying to yeah. see if how it would be a benefit to my children, like my 12 year old. Um, 
Because he's more like he I said before, he's like more like seventy two. He's not twelve. He like have your boys seen He Got Game? Mm-mm. No. That's a good one. Uh, it's Denzel. Just knows about it. He might have. He knows Ray Allen. Okay. I mean, when my 12-year-old told me the other day, I tried to watch She Gotta Have It, but I was like, no, you did not. <laughs> no. No, baby. No. You no, 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 no. No, don't watch that one. You're not allowed to watch that one. So, yeah. That's where we are with him. Yeah. In a couple years, when you're old enough. And we can have a conversation. And he will definitely, because yes. he's very, yeah. he comes and tells us everything. So, that conversation, when he does want to talk about, you know, I'm going to send him to his dad. His dad. Uh, you guys go fishing. Your kid's going to be so, your kid's going to be so completely sex positive. It's going to be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He, well, yeah. Especially because mom doesn't have on clothes 94% of the time that we're at home. So. Only 94? <laughs> I thought it would be much higher. <laughs> so, yeah. He, you know, they, they, yeah. We don't, we don't play that. I don't want them to be the type that. I saw in high school that I saw in college. Like you could tell that there was no talk about sexuality or body positivity or anything because as soon as they saw a titty, they went crazy, you know? Um, (laughs) I mean, tits are awesome. Very true. Very true. (laughs) But I don't want them to go crazy where, you know, they, you know, are regretting um, something that happens in college or, you know, they get too deep into a relationship or something like that. Um, Absolutely. Or, you know, every titty or penis that they see, well, I don't have any girls, so I have to worry about the little, yeah, but okay, that's why I stopped myself. But um, <laughs> any body part that they see, they just go crazy over. You know, I want to be like, eh, all right, it's there. Um, yeah, and also I don't want it to be a bad thing or a crazy thing for breastfeeding and shit like that. <laughs> that is sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people still trip over people breastfeeding, and I don't get it. Um, <sighs> right. Yeah, it's just breasts in general, like like Facebook censoring female nipples, but not male nipples. Oh, yeah. and, you know, like it's it's all it's just so everything is just so stupid like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. There's there's as if you are if you are a site that basically requires your your users to be a certain age before they have an account if you're not checking on that, that's your deal. And that's your don't. fault. That's they your for problem. Sure don't. And they don't. But if they require you to have a certain minimum age and you can have groups that are explicitly like adult only, why not let the adult the adults choose for themselves? Because they're like go to OnlyFans. That's why. Right. <laughs> well, it used to be go to Tumblr, and then Tumblr was like, oh no, we're Christian now. And uh Yeah. I know why did Tumblr like Tumblr all of a sudden and Tumblr did it like where people were like you're doing what now? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because Tumblr was definitely where yeah. you could go. I mean, um, they got they got bought out by Yahoo, which uh, they turned. I mean, why is Yahoo a little more thing? right leaning? Twitter doesn't I don't care have at all. any idea. Yeah, Twitter though. <laughs> if you want to see some stuff? Twitter will show you everything. Um, <laughs> I, I'm surprised at shit that comes across my timeline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I follow a couple of thirst posting things on there, but generally it's usually like, here's everything but, you know, the goods, and here's my OnlyFans. Oh, no. So. Well, then I need to, you need to follow somebody else. Yeah, because, <laughs> I don't have to post Although, hey, anything. I support anybody's OnlyFans. If you have an OnlyFans out there, feel free to send it to me. I might subscribe. That's great. Sex, sex yes. industry workers support you only if your content's going to be good. 
sex work. That is they true. That is true. If I'm if I'm going to shell out for someone's OnlyFans, I'm I'm unless you are specifically like your OnlyFans is reading Shakespeare while standing on one foot in the kitchen. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but if, not forty nine ninety nine. Like don't right, like, come right, appropriately right. priced. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is shit's hard for everybody out there right now. Support everybody, no matter what it is that they're, that they're making money on, because people got to live. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Do what you got to do. It. I don't care right. if you're selling. Um, somebody actually hit me up t- trying to sell legal. What is it? Legal aid? What was that shit that people used to try to sell back in the day? And it's like it was called legal. It's like something like legal aid. And I was like, wow, people are still doing that in 2021. It, yeah, it was like where you got legal services, you paid into it and it was like cheaper, you would get cheaper legal services if you needed it. Legal aid or legal services. Yeah. Um, I don't think we had that up here. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I don't think that was just a California hustle. It could have (laughs) been. Sounds like the mob. Yeah. I, I, (laughs) no, actually, actually, I, I, uh, through my work, I have, uh, I have a, it's like, it's like insurance. So I can, I pay into it's, and it's not a lot. It's like, 10 bucks a paycheck for legal and like for, I, i've been doing if, that for like yeah. medical stuff so if i need but... le- if i need legal aid for something yeah then i've i've paid into this service yeah, yeah. so i mean it's I, at least i think i'm still paying into it <laughs> <most substantial bit. laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean there's so much other stuff that i'm paying into with my paycheck that mm-hmm. i mean that this this would have been a minor thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it was something like it, you know it's like um What's the other one that starts with the P? The very Pyramid? obvious pyramid skid scheme. Pyramid, oh, uh, yeah. Pyramid, oh, that's a little different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anywho, it was like like somebody hit me up for that the other day, and at first I was like, "Girl, come on! If we don't like, there are so many other work from home things or side hustles you can have." But then I thought, you know what? Don't knock anybody up. Like whatever, whatever anybody's doing, as long as it's legal and you know they're not trying to cause any harm, then then it's good. Yeah, I, I might not want to buy your wax warming scenty thingy, but I might want to buy your leggings. So, you know. Yeah, yeah depending <laughs> on which company they're from with the leggings. The right, right. Well, true. Uh, Very yeah. true. Yeah. But yeah, so everybody have a hustle. We see that this was, you know, kind of a good little back, you know, to the episode. Um, you know, Jasmine was trying to have her little hustle. We see how, you know. Don't let the man get you down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I did want to say one thing that it reminded me of as well is the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. How there are people that go through equity programs or there's people that, you know, get an investor and that investor just completely ends up taking over. And that person ends up becoming like an employee anyway. So it kind of, that's what it kind of reminded me of as I was watching it. Um, You know, and it's, it's, it kind of sucks as far as it says a really big message about, you know, knowing Knowing your business, owning your own, I mean, having like 100% rights to it, not having to count anybody else, um, and the hard lessons that come with kind of entrepreneurship in in the United States and in our society. And also kind of in the same vein, how capitalism can kind of turn us against each other when we're just like, like Jasmine just wanted to save up for a horse. And if she had just sold her own lemonade for 200 and whatever times she would have been able to do it and she would have had her money. Whereas Wensler buying her company and pretty much doing nothing but advertising 
you know, got her to sell almost 5,000 things of lemonade and she still didn't have enough for that horse. Yeah. She owed him money. In the yeah. End. So. And she got like, I mean, it was funny how she got really greedy and, you know, her whole demeanor changed and how money, you know, will do that and the possibility of something that she wanted. And, you know, for most yeah. people, that's the, you know, that's, that's yeah. success and money. That's fame. That's notoriety. That's all that. She won a yeah. damn horse, you know, she, and so yeah. she was going to do whatever needed to be done for that horse. But, and she absolutely couldn't see how she was being taken advantage of. And that's just kind of the modern worker does not all those people who voted for Trump and he gives no shits about them. They think that they are working for somebody who's there for them, who's yeah. working for them, who's, who's like going to make them great. Yeah. And he but, doesn't give a shit uh, about them. He doesn't, he doesn't give, give a shit. Yep. You know, which is, Exactly what happens with Wensler, you know, he just makes a name for it and then steals it and is like, oh, poor kid, you owe me money. And was not <laughs> apologetic about it, though. Right, right. Um, yeah, and no, this ruthless. is what the third episode, fourth episode, where he ends up coming out, where he's going to end up getting something that he wants. And, you yep. know, um, yeah, wow. once again, wow. you know, Aaron is just a genius and psychic and he's telling yeah. us all. He's telling us oh. all. Well, on that note, uh, does anybody have anything that they want to share now that we have reached the end of our episode? Final thoughts? No, I'm just hungry, guys. <laughs> so is my dogs. I'm just fucking hungry. <laughs> well, go eat. We don't want you to the wither bitches away. bitches are hungry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody out there in the uh, uh, listening sphere. I don't know what the fuck you would call it. Um, stay home. When you, hear, when you hear this episode, we're getting close to Inauguration Day. We're almost there. We can do it. The vaccines are coming. Trump is getting run out of office. If we're really, really lucky, we will make it out of this without civil war. Not holding my breath, but stay safe. Keep your family safe. Stay home if you can. Wear a mask if you can't. And if you can't, you know, um, or if you know if you don't have one, Mary J. Maven has some beautiful masks that I do now have in my merch Ooh, store. Nice so you, know. you guys can purchase one of those and represent. Um, but <gasps> also, I am um, the podcast is back this week. So everybody check us out. I will be live. Um, And of course we are on all platforms and I am looking for guest co-hosts, collaborators and sponsorship. So if anybody's interested in that, hit me up on my Twitter. Fantastic. All right, friends. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back next week for The Passion of Reverend Ruckus. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. 
You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.